I know we're supposed to talk, you know, we got a lot of basketball on the docket. Got a lot of football on the docket. Yeah. Actually, a little bit of football on the docket. But I just saw something. Um, it was just sent to me. And I don't know where you stand on this, Haley. But I, I got to ask, for sure, ask Jay. And, and I want your opinion, too, because I, I don't know what your musical interests are. Rolling Stone just released that the greatest album of all time let me make sure i give the title correctly here so i don't want to misrepresent rolling stone rolling stone just named ready to die the greatest hip-hop album of all time that is not that, that that is not ridiculous to say that no it is not at all in fact i think that i will agree with that when i think about great albums reasonable doubt uh Illmatic, uh, any of, uh, let's see, Eminem's albums, um, the Eminem show, um, Drake, let's see, Take Care. But when I think about Ready to Die, Ready to Die was just so ahead of itself. Man, we're talking about 13 tracks where there was no skips, none whatsoever were there any skips, and Big had a flow and Big's rhyme style was like something, that's what made Big so much better than everybody else. Number one, he didn't sound like anybody. That's yeah. number one. That's, that, that's the first part of that made Big so much better than everybody else. He didn't sound like anybody. And on top of the fact that he didn't sound like anybody, his rhymes was just so dope. I'm thinking about the best MCs and their rhyme style. And their, 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 not just their rhyme style and their cadence, but the rhymes that they were saying. I mean, this dude made a song about killing himself because he was fed up with who he was, right? He was fed up with who he was. And it was one of the slickest lines that I ever heard when he said, call my, call my beep, cheek, tell him that my will is weak. I'm sick of lying. I'm sick of talking. Matter of fact, I'm sick of talking. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute, Big, don't go yet. Oh, Big, Big was incredible, man. He, he, Big was absolutely incredible, no question about it. And his, he, he was definitely my favorite MC, the best that I'd ever heard, no doubt about it. And that album was great from top to bottom. So I'm, I'm torn because I can see the logic. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that it's not. But I mean, growing up, I was out, for me, my goat, I guess, is, is still rock him, right? right? Just paid in full, you know, that's just, for me, that's the album. Mm -hmm. Illmatic, you mentioned, Ready to Die, of course. It's a toss-up for me, actually, with, like, All Eyes on Me and Tupacalypse. I was also a big Pac fan, having mm -hmm. spent time on the West Coast, so I got that West Coast kind of thing going, too. And I'm like, man, there's so many great albums. I think someone asked me, like, do your top 10. And I go, I just did 10, and I think I missed 20. It was so hard. like I had I had yeah. that post and there was a big like I did it on TikTok. I said, here's my 10 from the east. Here's my 10 from the west. Oh, wait, here's my 10 from the south, because I'm a big fan of like Goody Mob and Outcast. And like there's so many different like types of hip hop. And then I also say one of my one of the ones that I no one ever brings up. But I got to tell you, man, in like I want to say 88, 89. I know when Haley was born. Um, not even close. <laughs> LL Cool J for me. Right. When when he dropped, when I heard my radio, I forgot about all other music. And I'm like, I love hip hop. Like, that's it. Like, I, do, I don't even and I and I worked in a 
I'm also going to date myself. I worked in a record store. Mm -hmm. So I have this like huge, like when we talk music, I got a massive array of likes from like, like I said, in the record store, we had to play rock, country, uh, classical, like you, I, you name it. Like I've been listening to Dean Martin, Patsy Cline, Ghostface Killer, you know, Tupac, um, what's his name? Kane Brown. Like I've got, now that's not, that's recent, but Dwight Yoakam. Like I've got the mix, but I mean, I heard my radio. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. So, so Haley, he, he, so his name know, Haley, but... Just so you know, Haley, there was a time when you could go into a record store and you could <laughs> listen to the record before mm. you bought it. Yeah, it wasn't just it, it wasn't just you just heard one song. No, you could actually listen to the album and go, I, oh. I want this. I know that sounds yeah. nuts today. I know. Yeah. Wow. That no, we actually great, we have a record about player. With it. You have a record it's player? Not, oh, that's a that's we do. A, that's, yeah, yeah, we have a record. There's something player. about that. Like Wiz, Eminem. That yeah, sound a, when the needle oh, hits yeah. the record, and Special. you know, I was gonna say the best thing about working at the record store was that we could play. We had to play music all the time. So it would just yeah. be like a different person and we all had kind of different interests. We would play what we wanted. And so you hear all these different things and you're just like, yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, you know, I'm kind of feeling that. Like, I never would have thought I liked that, but yeah. you know, maybe not the whole album. But there's a couple of songs like, okay, I could get with that. So anyways, I wanted to get your opinion. Haley, did you, how you feel about, I don't know if, if that's your cup of tea. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely heard the album um, and I, you know, I, I like him. Um, I don't know if I have a, if I'm equipped on all the music at that time to say that's like the best overall. Uh, what year did that come out again? September 13, 1994. <laughs> there you wow. go. Yeah, so that's that's before I was even born, which is crazy <laughs> to think. <laughs> We're, you're going to get fired here in a minute if you keep forgetting. <laughs> do you have a favorite album of all time, Haley? Like yeah, one yeah, album yeah. That, 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 that you can oh, listen to on loop. It doesn't oh. have to be your favorite, but like like you said, one that you could just, if it's on, you're going to listen to the whole thing. You're not. You know, you know, I don't even know. You know, I love Lil Wayne. I really do. Lil Wayne and is I dope. Love, yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, what's, I guess, Mirrors, is that his, or um, uh, I also like Kanye a lot, but I, I don't even know too. who my favorite rapper of all time is. It's not Drake, mm -hmm. that's for sure. Like, I enjoy hey, Drake's hey, hey. music a lot. I do. Mm -hmm. I really do. But I think there's just some... And like his earlier albums were lyrically beautiful, but mm -hmm. I, I heard somebody the other day, one of my coworkers, we were talking about, I don't, I just like to listen to the music. I don't want to have to think about it. And for me, I'm mm. the opposite. Like I want mm. those lyrical in-depth mm. moments because that's how you connect with it. And that's how you feel it. So see, I'm, um, I'm with you. And then I started listening. I was in my car, I was on a long road trip and I started listening to some of them. And I'm like, oh, that's mm. not very good. And then there was other ones where I'm like, oh, that's very inappropriate. Like but when, see, Tone, that's what makes the music great because you really, gotta sit really, down and listen to it. Really, when you wait, go, hold on, you hold know on, this on. is whack. But let me just tell you, when you hear, you'll know the song once I say, when you hear backstage underage adolescent, I'm like, whoa, hold on now. <laughs> yeah. But they're telling stories. So I know. the line then, was so the line was so like, slick. Whoa. The line was so slick that it just went right over your head until you actually mm -hmm. later on sat down. Later on, like, yeah. Say care. that again. What you just said? See, that's yeah. what I'm during that during that time. I was like, Haley, I just listened to the music and I didn't care. Yep. And now, as I got older, I'm like, What did they just say? Oh, yeah. You're like, Okay, that's why some I'll were good. Some, some 
Some but that was going on though, no, too, Tone. Don't remember. I know. We, I know. We, we're talking I know. about we're talking about a BBD group that was a big deal. So they had that kind of audience going on back then. So hey, li- yeah. hey listen, I'm an I'm a you, I am a new addition. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, yeah. Johnny, Bobby, like all of them. I was all I was all in on new edition right through to every single solo album. Like I said, like anyone can challenge me the fact that i can sing every well not sing but i know the words to every ralph tresvant song and rap by heart that's not <laughs> that i shouldn't even admit that but can we talk sports because i want to get out of this one because i do it someone's going to ask me to say something that i or sing something that i i'm horrible yeah moving on moving on yeah. um although everybody everybody in the chat was saying jay-z so he got oh like, yeah 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 obviously. there's so many that's what i'm saying there's so many Shout out to jay-z uh yeah but um, moving on to uh, the sports side of things, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I do think we should definitely tackle NFL, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, a little bit later on um, because we are finishing up the NBA season. Um, but as we usually do, I think we should touch on uh, kind of the last two games. I don't think we've talked since we both game one and game two came on. So mm-hmm. You mean since uh, I picked the winner of game one correctly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's going to, yeah. Um, so, I mean, chill. You were right about game one. We'll give you your props for that. Uh, that was impressive. I didn't even see that coming. Um, but, yeah, if you want to kind of give us your reasoning why you picked them and where do you see game three going? Tom was the one who picked Boston. I mean, uh, Tom was the one who picked Warriors. Oh, yeah. I, no, oh, I pick I pick Boston. I'm sorry, I pick Tom Boston. Was the, yeah, Tom was the one who picked oh, yeah. Boston. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, yeah. It, it was yeah. Tom. So. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Trying to take Boston, trying to take so. away my big win. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> listen, I thought the reason I listen the reason I picked Boston mm-hmm. is Boston is that type of team that they were. I felt like they were coming in off a high, right? Game seven, they beat Miami. I don't think rust is a thing, but. The Warriors are sitting around. They're waiting. So they're the. I think the Celtics' intensity level was just higher. So I thought they could go into Golden State and just ride that wave of kind of emotion and win and win. And that's why we didn't unfortunately get to the show. But that's why I picked the Warriors to win Game Two because I thought, okay, that high is going to now mm, drip off a bit. And that's my problem with Boston is they're not consistent. They haven't been almost after almost every win this playoff. They've come back and especially Tatum, especially yeah. Tatum. He does not play well after a win. And actually, that's your guy. Why is, why is that? Why does he not do that after a win? Well, because we're still trying to figure it out, Tom. Let's, let, what, we, what we are wrapped up in is we're wrapped up in a Jason Tatum who's in the NBA Finals, and we want him to be that guy, not realizing that, number one, he's in year five. That's number one. Number two, he's 24 years old, and he's the guy. We haven't had many guys who are that young as the guy on this stage and performing at this at that level where they're that guy right now. He's still trying to figure it out. The in-between part of his game hasn't materialized yet. The game hasn't slowed down for him just yet. And I think that I think that the Warriors did a really good job of throwing different looks at him. One of the things that they did that I wasn't really impressed with, with nobody really talks about is, I thought one of the things that they did was the same thing that Milwaukee did with Phoenix last year where Gary Payton II started picking him up. Gary Payton II started picking up Jason Tatum full court. Well, 
they made him the primary ball handler, so he's picking him up full court, and he's slowing down their offense. Well, how is he slowing down their offense? He's slowing down their offense by speeding Jason Tatum up and forcing Jason Tatum into turnovers. And because he's doing that, that's completely screwing him up because a lot of those guys, they play off of Jason Tatum. And when Gary Payton does something like does that, he makes their offense less efficient. So I thought that that was really good. But the problem that we have in tone is, is that we expect this. He's, he's basically in an accelerated process right now. Now they're in the NBA Finals. You said it to me yourself. Where, where do you have Boston this year? I, I did not have them in the NBA Finals. You thought they were I, I a year had- away. I thought they were a year. I thought they were a year away. Yeah. Right. So I said that. So with that being said, this is what we have now. Now you've thrown it. You've thrown him into an accelerated class now where, wait a minute, I I wasn't expecting this guy. So next year, maybe even a year after that, now we're here and I expect him to perform like I would expect him to perform next year or two years from now. Well, we're not there yet. He's still materializing. So that's why you see the inconsistencies that you see. Well, Jay, let me ask you this, um, because we know half the battle is physical and what you do mm-hmm. on the court and half the battle is mentality. Um, and we know all the greats, MJ and LeBron, and all mm-hmm. these guys were so mentally tough. Mm-hmm. How, and I know we don't know Jason personally, we, we can't mm-hmm. know for sure, but how do you feel that mental toughness is for him? Um, and do you think that that's going to affect the finals and I- their progress throughout the finals? I don't think that it's going to affect his progress because, again, we've seen a guy, they went into Miami in one game seven. I mean, I don't know how much mentally tougher you have to be to do that. They came back yeah. from being down 3-2 to the Milwaukee Bucks. He could have folded. So instead, he goes into Milwaukee and puts 46 on them in, a, in an elimination game. So it's obvious that the mental toughness is there. It's just yeah. now putting it all together. It's what I equated to, Tone, is I equated to you, you, you got a meal and you're putting the ingredients in it, but you're rushing. You're putting this with this, and this is not ready yet, but you still have to cook this. And that's kind of how I see Jason Tatum. We're kind of, I, I think he's just in an accelerated process that we want to see him get to when he's not there yet, but he's going to be there. He's absolutely going to be there. So the inconsistencies are kind of just, that comes with age and maturity. That's all. In, that's in the all game. That's, and that, listen, listen, that's why I kept telling Jay, I think they're a year away. Because mm-hmm. I think Jason Tatum needed a playoff run. Now, they exceeded expectations and made it to the final, mm-hmm. but he needed a playoff run to see, like, here's the thing about the playoffs. When you go from the regular season to the playoffs, there is a big learning curve from that first round. Right. And then people don't realize, because people, are, you know, you and I talk about this, the game slows down, defense tightens up. What we don't talk about, though, is from the, from the regular season to the playoffs, that happens, but also from round one to round two, it happens. Because guess what? The team in round two is guaranteed they're better than the team you played in round one. The team, in ra- mm-hmm. the team that you play in round three, right? Like, who's the best team that Boston has faced this playoff? Oh, they're playing them right now. It's yes. the Warriors. So each round gets harder. So when we say the game slows down, defense gets tighter, shots, be- you know, the rim becomes a little bit smaller. Like, that is every round. It happens a little bit. Now, regular season, like I said, to the playoff is the biggest. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen in every, in every round. So that's why I was like, it'd be good for Tatum and Brown to get a run in, right? Get their lumps. Yeah. And that's why. And then now that they're here, I'm like, well, you know, they're here. Why not win? Why yeah. not go out and win it? Right. So, you know, they, and listen, they, they did what they did their job. Mm-hmm. They took, they split, they split in, in San Francisco and Golden State, mm-hmm. whatever they split. 
that's all you that's all you want them that's what you want to do you know we yeah. say the series doesn't start till a road team wins well series series is started yes it has mm-hmm. and, well, and also oh go ahead also oh, oh, also too i think that the boston celtics in that game one i think they out warrior the warriors i mean i said this earlier so they basically did everything that the warriors do only except we're going to do it better than you guys with the exception of that third quarter which we should all be understanding of who the Golden State Warriors are by now, right? It, isn't this something that we shouldn't be surprised about? I mean, in these last two games, I think the Golden State Warriors, I think they outscored Boston 74 to 38 or something like that, just in the third quarter alone. We know who the Warriors are after halftime. It's like it's a storm where Mike Tyson knocks you down. So you know if you get saved by the bell, when you come out in that next round, here he comes. So you better be ready. Well, that's kind of the logic with the Golden State Warriors in that third quarter. So you know the barrage is coming. And if you can handle it and continue to just hang around, which is what Golden, which is what Boston did in that game one. I mean, 12 points in the NBA is not a lot to cover. It's not like they were down 28 like they were in game two when they basically just dump trucked them. They're down 12 points. And you can make a couple of shots and get yourself back in the game. They basically out-warrior the Warriors. In that game one, now the problem that I'm having in game two is, is Boston got out Boston. They got out tough. That's basically what that was. And I I stand on this tone and it, it gets my blood pressure up. Before we are basketball players or football players or baseball, before you are any of those things, you are a man. And there are certain things that you do not have to take. So that pushing and that shoving from Raymond Green, I don't have to take that from him. So if he's going to push, it's okay for you to push back. If he wants to get in your face, get back in his face because you don't have to take that as long as it doesn't affect your game. One One of the things that I dug about your Lakers tone was when Boston pushed, that was one of the maturation processes of Magic Johnson. When Boston pushed, he had to push back. And that's and once you push back and you show that that tactic isn't going to work, the Bulls in the '90s, once they realized that, yo, once the Pistons realized we can't push these guys around, we're going to have to play. That's when you saw the separation in the skills. Well, the same thing is going on with this Boston Celtic team. When these guys, Draymond Green in particular, when he gives it to you, give it back. Do not let him off the hook and just let him push you around. Because once he do, once he does that, that fuels his game. And it takes away from who you guys are. So don't you, if these guys are pushing, push back and do not let that affect your game. I, I had a problem with that. It's interesting because I, 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 I really saw Grant Williams, sorry to interrupt you, Flint. No, no, I, I really saw Grant Williams doing more, especially against Draymond. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know why. I don't know. I feel like he's going to have a game in game three or four. I really see him mm-hmm. doing a lot more than he has been doing because um, he can match that energy mm-hmm. that Draymond brings and that physicality. Right. But you're 100% right. Once you feel Draymond, you feel the entire team. And we saw yeah. that. Um, I did want to touch on the comment uh, from Roddy Ice. Clay is underperforming heavily, uh, which everyone's going well, on and on about their their point of view but what do you what do you guys go ahead tone i already know where you're going tone yeah. get him yeah, i already know where you're about to go when, tone. when you say clay is underperforming <laughs> my man hasn't played for two years that's number he's, one he's playing on one leg mm-hmm. right like like give him a, like he's underperforming compared to what compared to how clay has played mm-hmm. compared to what you saw him in this season compared to you know what your expectations are he's playing i think what we what I thought he was going to give you. 
right? He's also in a position where Curry, Poole, Wiggins, there's a lot of mouths to feed right now, Mm. right? In that first run, when it was just him, Dre, and Steph, well, there was only two mouths to feed, him and Curry. In the next one, it was KD, Curry, and him. In this one, he's got multiple mouths to feed. So I'm dealing with a guy who hasn't played in two years. Like I said, who's playing, like he's not at 100%. And so I don't think he's underperforming. I think he's not performing to what we're used to seeing pre-injury. Mm-hmm. But for me, he's playing as I expected him to play. Well, also too, Tone, don't leave out the fact that not only did he play, not only is he three months removed from not playing, for two years, last I checked, he's going up against the number one defense in the league. So that's also a problem. So in addition to me, so in addition to me not being accustomed to the NBA, to the speed of the game, or me just getting back involved in the game from being out for two years, I now have to go up against the number one defense in the league. I thought that this season for Clay was going to be a season where he just proves that I can hold up. I think that next season was the year where he gets gets back to being elite. The idea that Clay is underperforming, no, he's not underperforming. He's going up against the best defense in the league. I do expect him to be better, but I'm not shocked at what's going on with him because he didn't do that well against Memphis. He wasn't playing great against Denver. And he also didn't play great, he also didn't play great against Dallas. So this isn't a situation where Clay is just underperforming. No. He's got. A, he's still working on. He's still working his way back into yeah. being Clay Thompson. I think Clay's role right now is very different than it was. Clay is almost. He's like a decoy who mm-hmm. you need to. Who like you're. You don't want him to go off because he will have a game every series, right? He'll go off. He still has that ability to shoot. That you know. That's that hasn't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the. It's more of hey, Clay's going to give us something. Clay's going to keep the defenses honest, right? They won't be able to cheat off Clay because if they do, he'll burn us. So you still got. So again, all of those things, right? Just coming back, the number one defense. He's not. He's not where he's where. You know, I think you and I had this conversation at the beginning of the season when Clay was. You know, we were talking about him coming back, and it was like we even said the Warriors are probably or Clay is a year away from being. The, the clay that he was before if he ever will be like injuries are very different for everybody so yep. yeah i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't put it i wouldn't put it so much on clay again for me he's he's playing as expected yeah but i do i want to go back a step though because i wanted to say something about the you know i was gonna say i don't know if this makes me a good or a terrible parent but like man woman or child like i tell my daughter who's eight um if someone pushes you I, don't go pushing people around. Don't go hitting people. If she put, if someone pushes you, push them back. You have push them to. back because yeah, then they'll stop. Right? So, so when you say like Dre, Dre's pushing, push him back. Push him back. What's he gonna do? Mm-hmm. Well, now, granted, you'll probably get the the foul for retaliation, but at least they'll know. Like I think the big, you know, you mentioned the the Lakers. The Lakers were getting destroyed. I mean, like physically beaten in Boston, and the refs blind eyes, right? And then they started hitting back and it was like, Oh, the Lakers, they're playing so dirty. No, they're just doing the same thing back to you. And that's when we said that. And that's when the Celtics went, okay, now, now we can't, we can't push them around. I remember, I remember seeing Jordan and Pippen come back from losing to, uh, to Detroit, excuse me, from I think 90 to 91. And you could see there was a difference in their shoulders, in their arms. Like they'd been hit in the gym and it was Pippen, I remember, who just like 
Bill Lambeer fouled him and he just got up and and just like pushed him like I've never seen him do before. And I'm telling you, I didn't see it. I wasn't there, like but I was watching it on TV, but I was saying, I, I feel like you if you were there, you probably saw Bill Lambeer go, oh, right. There was that that moment. And I think that's what every team needs when there's that that kind of that toughness. And Draymond Green, that's his job. He's doing his job, so good for him. Um, but that's what they need to do. That's that's where you're going to see that star Tatum, that star Jalen Brown become superstars. Right. Is when they say, "I'm better than you. I'm not going to let you outwork or outphysical me. And if you can't outwork me and outphysical me, I'm more talented. You're done." And that's when they and that's when they take that step. Add that to the fact, Tone, that when you're dealing with guys like Draymond Green, who are disruptors, who are irritants and things like that, I mean, they know who to do that with. I mean, I remember the 2016 NBA Finals, and I remember this, I remember vividly, Draymond Green does not get in Tristan Thompson's face because Tristan Thompson is not with that. He knows that he's not going to be able to push him around. I don't know who you're used to dealing with, but you better take that somewhere else because it's not over here. I can tell you that right now. Horace Grant was one of my favorite players because Horace Grant would not allow Xavier McDaniel to push him around. And that would be the difference in the series. Because once you stand up to the bully, what happens is now we have to play basketball. Once you stand up to the bully, now we have to fight. One of the things about standing up to the bullies is they're not prepared to fight. What they're prepared for is they're prepared for you to roll over. And once you don't roll over, now that means we have to fight. And I'm not really prepared to do that. That's why you see them wither like they do. So the same idea with Draymond Green. Am I, do I think Draymond's a bully? No. But I do think he's an irritant, and I do think that he's a disruptor, and he knows who to do it with, and he knows who to do it against. And his target is Grant Williams because he thinks he can disrupt what they're doing because Grant Williams is a big part of what they're doing. Once Grant Williams realizes that I'm going to push back and not let that disrupt our game and what we're doing, you're going to see a difference. It's, it's funny. I have a, a friend who's a, a, an MMA fighter mm-hmm. and he always, and he, and he always says to me, like, we have these conversations, debates, whatever. And he always used to say to me, don't the guy who's the loudest, who's like pushing people around. Mm-hmm. Don't worry as much about them. It's the one that's sitting there quiet. No. That's the one you got to worry about <laughs> because that's the one who, you know, when you push them, yeah. they're going to regret it. So, you know, and I'm not <laughs> saying, you know, that's Draymond Green. Like Draymond Green yeah. does not, Draymond Green knows his importance to that team. He doesn't want to get into a fight and get, you know, uh, you know, suspended. We know what happened when he did, right? He, but he wants to get in your head so that what you're worried about is Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman didn't want to fight Carl Malone in the finals, but boy, did he get into his head. Then he was, Carl yeah. Malone became so worried about getting tangled up with Rodman, right? He forgot to play basketball, which is exactly what they wanted to do. You can't let those guys trick you into doing that because they will. It's smart. It's smart basketball. You can't let them do it. And, and and what it also did was it took away from how good the Warriors were. We completely forgot how good the Warriors played in that game. And we, we got wrapped up in the, the, the antics of Draymond Green. We got wrapped up in what they were doing. And we completely forgot about the fact that, you know, they outscored the Warriors. The Warriors outscored Boston by over 20 in the third quarter. Completely blew the game open like I was talking about before. We know the barrage is coming. Adding that element of Draymond Green being an arrogant and being a disruptor. And now we completely forget about Steph Curry going off. We completely forget about Clay starting to hit shots, Jordan Poole starting to hit shots. And those guys getting one off, com- completely just dominating these guys in the second half of that game. And 
that was largely due to them letting Draymond Green disrupt what they were doing. If you guys can get back to who you are, which is a tough nose, I mean, a, a hard-nosed, tough Boston unit, then I think you guys will be fine. I absolutely do. And I don't know if either of you saw this interview. Uh, I think it was earlier today with Malika Andrews and Steph. Uh, but Malika was interviewing Steph and just asking about his emotions and all that right now. And uh, Steph went on to say that he felt like he was still in his prime at 34. Uh, what do you guys think about that? How how long would you give Steph left in the league? And do you think because of his size um, and the way he does play, could he be in the league for five or more years? Uh or are we looking at maybe a shorter term than that? He's just being confident because he's in the finals. So, um, listen, the way that he plays and the fact that, let's be honest, the first couple of years, he didn't really play a lot, right? Remember, we were worried about his ankles if he was even going to play at all. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a very valuable player for at least three more years. Can he play another five? Yeah, 100%, because his role will always – now. Will he be able to do all the same things? No. But he seems like like he's, if you think about it, you know, knock on wood, he's been relatively healthy for the vast majority of his career, right? So, yeah, I don't see why he couldn't play another three to five. Five years, I think, for sure, at this level is the question. And I think, yeah, I think three, was he 34? So, yeah, can he play to like, could he play to 39? Yes, but I think kind of 36, 37? Might be the maybe two, two, three more years max. At, I think at this level, he doesn't look like he's slowing down, right? He does yeah. not look like he's slowing down. Um, well, and you know, just think about it if he's 38, right, and playing a role like his dad used to play, okay, nothing wrong with that. As long as his ego allows, which he seems to be that kind of guy that he won't let his ego get in the way, oh, yeah. 100% he can play for five more years. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I this is exactly why I said that. In my lifetime, I'm not going to see a guy crack 4,500 to 5,000 threes again. And the reason why I'm not going to see that is because Steph Curry, I think, he's got two more years at this level before he starts slowing down. And then he's going to move into that Ray Allen role where he still could be a starter and he can just basically be a spot-up shooter, get him a legit playmaker and shot creator where he can just hang behind the three-point line and not be a liability defensively. And he's still going to be awesome. So... I, I honestly, when I, whenever I look at Steph Curry, barring any health issues, I think he can. I think he's going to play another four or five years. But the thing is, is that we get wrapped up a lot in, and I hate to bring this up, but we get wrapped up a lot in LeBron James, and we see that the fact that LeBron James has played at such a high level for so long that we expect everybody to do that, but we forget that when guys start to approach their mid thirties, reality starts to set in that these guys are starting to slow down. But we don't want to accept that. And the reason why we don't want to accept that, because we're caught up in what they're doing right now. I mean, we caught up in the fact that Steph Curry last year finished in the top three in in, in MVP votes. We're caught up in the fact that they're in the NBA finals this year. So immediately the logic is going to be, yo, this dude is going to be doing this for the next four or five years, considering how this team is built. No, he's not. I pro- I, uh-huh. he, he's he's not. <laughs> and and for and for like the love of God, please stop comparing humans to the LeBron James, Tom Brady, Nolan Stop Ryan's no. of the world, Stop right? No. If you think about it, there's like one or two in every sport 
that defies logic. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when, you know, if it was men in black, you'd like, oh, they're actually aliens. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> right. Like those people, like I said, Nolan Ryan, LeBron, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, people forget. People forget Tom Brady's what, 44 years old? He finished second in the MVP voting last year. I thought year. he should have won it. I thought he should have won I, it. And I actually picked him to win it too. Yeah. Those guys are exceptions. They're, so when people say, you know, the players today are bigger, stronger, faster, that, you know, the health, they play longer. No, there's an exception to the rule that though don't, don't judge humanity. Like, yes, if aliens came down, I'd say, yeah, look at these guys. But for the rest of us, no, those guys mm-hmm. are the exception. It's... You're not going to see it. Like, you're going to see a drop-off from... And you do. James Harden. Now, granted, he's never a good... Look at his drop. He's not going to get better next year. Just telling you right now, someone was asking me. He's not getting better next year. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I think that's valid. It's sad, too, because he had points where he probably could have gotten his himself back into shape and maybe done a little bit more but, but at it's, this not, point, it's not ju- it's, it's not just it's not just shape Haley. you don't you're you don't get this because and you won't for about 30 years it doesn't matter like when people say wear and tear i had this this talk you know you know is is playing 15 years and out of 20 more difficult than playing 20 out of 20 and i'm like no playing 15 out of 20 is harder than playing 20 out of 20 because as you age and your body if you're not doing it every single day your body gets stiffer you lose flexibility you're more susceptible to injury age is undefeated undefeated that's the pro- you know gordy howe was another one. i had to think of a hockey one i didn't have a right that just crazy this just think about it tell me someone who played well into their not well played at a star level into their late 30s or 40s in any sport the list is very 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 and i'm talking all sports it's very very short like you can't even golf like even golfers like they go to the senior tour like it's just you can't your body just can't do what it used to do so yeah yeah, again i'm still gonna be happy i'm still gonna be happy i look at i i wasn't ready to let jay go and it was clear that Jay was washed in 2003. Mike didn't have it anymore, but I wasn't ready to let him go, Tone. I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I, I wasn't ready to let him go yet. And it was obvious that Mike didn't have what he used to have. It was clear. But I still wasn't ready to let him go. I was like, Mike, can you give me one more, more year, Mike? I know you. But it was but see, obvious that, that he couldn't. But that's the thing, though, right? Mike, Kareem, Ewing, actually, every player, if you think about it, the game tells them when it's time for them to go because yeah. they can't, yeah. right? It's, it's yeah. you know, I, I always remember seeing Patrick Ewing in an, or, I think it was an Orlando Magic jersey, Ugh. right? Sean Kemp <laughs> stretching out a Cavs jersey, um, among others, I think. You know, the, you know Jay in, in Washington, mm-hmm. like they're just, they're just, it's, it's, it's hard to say because you still, I am old and I get a ball in my hand Okay. And I still, and my body still thinks I can do what, because my, sorry, my brain still thinks, Hey, you can still do that because you know how to do it. And my body's just like, no, you, no. you can't. <laughs> right? you, you, you can't. Not happening. You try to run and your body's like, what are you doing? Hey, you know, oh, I, oh. I, always, I always, I give this example. I, I, my hands are still fast. Right. So I'm playing, I'm playing in a game. And I steal, I, I get down low, which is actually impressive, to be honest. I get down low. I, I strip the ball. I take two dribbles, two long strides. I still got my long legs. I'm still, I still got the height, right? 
and I'm at the basket thinking, okay, I'm going to go up. Now I'm probably not going to dunk it. I'll, I'll admit I'm not going to dunk it anymore, but I'm going to lay it up. But my leg said, you're not jumping. <laughs> and so it was just like this really weird layup where my feet were still on the ground. <laughs> I'm putting it up off the back. And I'm like, how come my legs didn't? Like I, I looked down, I was, you know, I, I couldn't slide a piece of paper under my, yeah. under my feet. Yeah. Like it just wasn't going to happen. Um, so, you know, that's just, you got to live with it. You got to, yeah. you got to accept it. And I, you know, next time I'm just going to pull up and shoot a three. To answer your question, Haley, I think I think I think Curry's going to be around at this level. I think two more years, and then I think he's going to okay. segue into a Ray Allen type of role where he can play another yeah. three years. And then I still I think he's I think he still will be good after that. After these yeah. two years, I still think he'll be really good. That's why, like I said, I I don't I don't see in my lifetime somebody eclipsing what he's going to do in terms of the three point record. I'm looking at forty five. Oh yeah, that's that's going to last a long. I don't time. think that I'm going to be around to see somebody uh-huh. eclipse that. Yeah, I I agree. I think all the records. I mean, I feel like he breaks a record every single game he plays. It's, yeah, it's gonna be a long time before somebody can do that. But um, this kind of segues into our into our football topics because Tom Brady is kind of the same in the same position. Like this man is a winner through and through. He is a winner, an incredible talent. But what do you? I mean, how, how do you guys feel about his? kind of the same thing like his body and I think his mind are telling him to do two different things but when you're that elite of a of a athlete like you don't want to quit like it's going to take something serious to maybe cause you to realize okay I'm done uh, and for Tom like he I think mentally he he decided I'm done for my family for other reasons but now we all know that he's back and unretired so uh Jay, what do you what do you feel about Tom Brady? How do you think this next season is going to go? Do you think it's he will make it into the playoffs or even a championship, or is that ship sailed? Well, most athletes will tell you, especially at the elite level, you do it until you can't do it anymore because you don't want to yeah. leave anything on the table. That's yeah. number one. Number two, Tom Brady, LeBron James, Nolan Ryan, Gordy Howe, these guys are the gift and the curse. Done is is you expect Tom Tom Brady goes out for example last season there was a stretch where Tom Brady was on pace to throw for seventy five hundred yards and fifty five touchdowns that's the pace that he was on at that point now this guy was forty three years old doing I'm sorry forty four years old doing this so now Tom Brady comes out of retirement and not only does he come out of retirement. What happens to the Buccaneers? They go right back to the top of the NFC South, as opposed to we didn't know who was going to be. We didn't know who was going to win the NFC South. And not only do they go right back to the top of the NFC South, they might even be the Super Bowl. They might be the NFC favorites, considering what happened last year against the Rams. They might very well be right back in it. So to look at a guy like Tom Brady, there's no reason for me to think that he can't do it. The only question that I have is, is he going to be able to hold up? Because it only football is a little bit different than basketball or baseball, where it only takes one one good hit to basically end you. Tom's been smart. Tom Brady has been smart enough in his career that, and lucky enough also in his career that he's been able to avoid that sort of stuff. But I do think that he's got some more. I think he's got some more left because I think that Tom's one of those guys who I'm not going to leave it. I'm not going to leave any meat on the bone. I'm not going to leave any of this talent on the table. I'm going to use every last bit of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had another great season this year. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it started to go the other way, considering he'll be 45. So, yeah. I always wonder why, because like you said, like it takes something serious sometimes for them to know when to quit. But I don't know. It's like, don't you want to leave on a good note? Like last season was a great note, but I, for him, the best note would be to win another ring. And I, and I get that. Um, But Tom, what do you, what, how are you feeling about Tom next season? Um, Here, listen, I, I think last year was really, the Bucks look. They had a lot of injuries on their on the defensive side, and I feel like had the Bucks won the Super Bowl, he would have happily retired. I think the fact that he went in and that you think last, so? you think he yeah. would yeah, win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think if they win the Super Bowl, because listen, don't forget, mm. he's got his kids and his wife, kind of being like, hey, like enough already, right? Like let's let's. let's I actually let's, think it's the opposite tone. I think they were the ones who sent him back. Like, okay, you want to go well, play? Go, come I th- on. You might be right. It's like, <laughs> come, come home. Come yeah. home. Uh, actually, you know what? Maybe go yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, that, that also might be true. But I think, like, had they won, it would have been different. So the fact that yeah. he, he didn't play necessarily well, they lost. There, were, Listen, no one wants to admit this, but there was some friction. There was some friction between him and Bruce Arians. They keep saying there wasn't. But, you know, my, my, my friend... Coach Jackson always says to me, "Where there's smoke, there's smoke." <laughs> right, and I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, that's better." Where there's because not necessarily fire, right? But where there's smoke, there's smoke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "If everybody is is reporting that him and Bruce Arians had issues, whether it be the fact that he had Antonio Brown staying at his house, Bruce Arians didn't want to sign Antonio Brown, although they brought him a Super Bowl." He didn't want Antonio Brown there, and it was because of Tom Brady. And then when things went south with Brown, he not only blamed Brown, he blamed Brady. You're the, you brought him. If if I invite someone, I, I'm going to Jay's house, and I'm like, Jay, can I, I'm gonna bring my friend. I'm gonna bring my friend Bob, and he's like, Yeah, okay, cool. I don't want Bob in my house. I'm like, No, no, he's cool. He's with me. All right, bring Bob, and I take Bob to Jay's house, and he makes a mess of his house. Of course, he's mad at Bob. That's why he didn't want him there in the first place. But he's also saying, Yo, man, you brought Bob to my house, and look what he did. There is some of that responsibility as mine. So you hear those stories. You hear the fact that Bruce Arians, you know, isn't maybe as light and fluffy as maybe we thought he was. And so I think he had, he's had such a great career and he doesn't want it to end with, oh, is it because of him and Arians, you know, butting heads, you know, they lost it. I think he, and he's, re- I think he's also really enjoying, I think he's really enjoying it because as a Patriots player, you have to be very, Yes, I'm focused on the next game. Bring on the Bengals. Thank you very much. It's been very great playing. I'm just trying to do what I can to help my team. And now with the Bucks, he's like, yeah, man, let me do a podcast. Let me have a show. Check out TB12. Check out my (laughs) play. You know, like he's having fun. You know, I'm getting drunk and you got to carry me off the boat after the Super Bowl party. Like he's enjoying his life. And so I'm like, hey, if he's having fun and he's performing at that level, why would he quit? Right, it's yeah. not work. It's work, but it's if it you, you know what they say. If you do what you love, it doesn't feel like work. Well, right. maybe that's that's where he is. So, so if you're asking the question, what do I think? I think that the Bucks have really improved their defense. I think that they're going to be great offensively. And look, you know, Jay kind of alluded to it when you looked at the a- NFC South. Carolina stinks. Atlanta stinks. Uh, New Orleans stinks. Stinks. 
so he's like hey i got this he's like i got i got i got this i got this division i got this this division unlocked then i look at the nfc east i ain't afraid of anybody in the nfc east then i look at the nf nfc north i'm like okay well aaron Rodgers, but he just lost his best weapon so i'm not that concerned nfc west well russell wilson's gone trey lance is probably starting for the 49ers who who knows what that's going to be like the seahawks stink and I got the Super Bowl champ. So really, if I could be like one or two, if I can get by the Packers and the Rams, I'm probably at another Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm don't taking it. Don't leave right? out Arizona. Don't leave out Arizona, who now they lost their – yeah, Hopkins Hop- is out. Hopkins for, is out. Kyle, and at the time and at the time mm-hmm. that Brady kind of said I'm coming back, don't forget, Kyle Mur- Kyler Murray was saying, I don't know if I want to be the quarterback. Like, I want a contract. I want this. So he sees all this turmoil. He's like, it's not like it's the AFC. I don't have to deal with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, like the list goes on and on. The AFC is, is, is I would, if I was a football player, I'd be like, trade me to the NFC right now. Let me get out of here. So yeah, I think he's going to have a great shot. That's, you know, I'd come back to. So yeah, I think he's yeah. going to do great. I think it'll be just fine. Yeah, I agree. I like your point on now it might be the best time ever, and he's having fun. Although I do wonder, I mean, it's not like the Bucks didn't have turmoil last season. I know they sure. definitely did. So we'll we'll see how that all pans out. Um, but Jay, what do you? I know we there's some updates that came out about the Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. case and and all that's going on with that. Um, and I don't know if you two have talked about it much on your on your lives. Uh, but what do you think about all of that? And do you think that the Browns are just going to cut ties from here on out? Or do you think they're well, just they going to wait it out to see? What- well, they, they can't cut ties simply because they already guaranteed them the deal. So we'll start there. And I think that they've done enough of their homework to know that this could only be, I think that this can only be tough for them publicly, right? So when I say that, I mean, you're looking at what Deshaun Watson is accused of. Once this thing goes away, what kind of hit are they going to take? Because there aren't any criminal charges against him. These are all lawsuits, which he says he doesn't want to settle out of court, which means to me that he absolutely wants to defend himself with this. So this thing could get ugly. And if it gets ugly, this could be this could be bad. Not if it gets ugly, it could be it could be bad for for Cleveland publicly. I mean, I don't mean privately. I mean publicly. This could be bad for them. Now, I think this is a situation that the Cleveland Browns really want this thing to go away because they're in the business of Deshaun Watson, and they want this thing to go away, and they can't wait for football season to start so this thing could be past them. Now, I think this is a lot worse than what is being let on. Now, and not only do I think it's a lot worse, I think it's going to get a lot uglier in the in the press. And I'm really interested to see how this whole thing unfolds and how it's going to get resolved. Because, again, we're talking about these are serious allegations. These aren't, this isn't, yo, we had a fight in the parking lot. No, we're talking about something serious here. And we need to get to the bottom of what it is. But I also look at what the Cleveland Browns did in terms of signing him. And I think that they got enough people to do their homework to know that are we facing, is this a, is this a battle that we can win? 
And I think that they're betting on the idea that it is. I, um, there are so many, so many layers to this story mm-hmm. that one, I think everyone, every single person involved on every side, meaning the team management to Sean, his, his lawyers, his team, the women, like, like the t- Houston, every single person who's involved in this, everyone has handled this so poorly. So I'm not, listen, sit a minimum of 66, a minimum of 66 massages. Okay. were set up by the Houston Texans in a private facility, in a private room for him by the Houston Texans who set it up. Some of these masseurs went back multiple times. Like some of the 24 that are accusing him went back multiple times. So I'm going to ask you a question, Haley. Uh, and it's a, yeah. it's a sensitive t- question, so I apologize. But if you went into a situation and were treated the way they're accusing, would you go back? No, absolutely. No, obviously not. And yeah. That's where right? these so are that's things. A- yeah, no. I mean, you you want to take these people's words, and I I always have doubt. I always try to like understand the situation. But here's the thing: it's 66 people now. Like, there's well, there's, truth there's 60, there's 66 appointments at minimum, but 24 oh, alleged, but 24 civil lawsuits. I see. so here's the okay. here's the here's the problem. You're gonna get at least one. I hate to use this this person's name, but Amber Heard, who's just full of crap, right? And it's gonna hurt the other. Let's say it was one. It's gonna hurt the other 23 who actually have a legitimate problem. The fact that Houston set this up for him, the fact that, listen, he's clearly got something right wrong with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's be like, he also needs some help. Like if there's that many instances where he's done something inappropriate, then clearly he has, he needs help. So now, so fast forward, look, that's all done. I don't know that we can do anything about it. That's done. So here's where we are. So Cleveland signs him to this huge guaranteed contract. Now, I hope there's some legal things in there that says, if you get suspended, if you get this, if you get that, we're out. Because if they don't, mm-hmm. they've massively screwed themselves. Yes. The fact that he doesn't want to settle and just pay people off, I get it. You want to prove your innocence because if you pay them off, you're just always going to be labeled as this guy. However, from a fo- I'm going to keep the personal off for a second. Just football. From just football, if I'm Houston, Cleveland, and Deshaun Watson, we're saying, okay, how much money is this going to cost? We split it three ways. Yeah. And everybody signs an NDA, non-disclosure agreement for those that don't know. And let's just, let's get on with football because there isn't a price tag that you can put on this that isn't worth it so that they can get to football. That's from a football perspective. Mm -hmm. From a personal perspective, listen, even if half of this is true, he's probably out of the league forever as he should be. If he... If he, if, this is the big if, I, I'm always innocent until proven guilty, man. If he did this to that one person, let alone 12 or 24 or 66, he, he needs, he's, I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. you had your chance and you he screwed does. it up. I'm, I'm, you've, you've lost your shot from a, from a personal perspective. Right. So they're just, that's what I'm saying. The fact that it's dragged on, like, what is two, almost three years now? Well, you also got to remember too, Tone, we're talking about a situation where, we have a number of different variables. This might not be 
everything that they're saying it is, right? So let's just say for the sake of, of argument, these 24 victims, the thing that, that they're coming forth with what they're giving us. Well, it might not be everything that they're, not only, not only might it not be everything that they're saying it is, it might be some stuff that they don't want to come out neither. Then they're hoping that, yo, can we settle this? Can we get to the bottom of this? So we all don't have to, because this isn't something that's just going to get ugly for him. This is going to get ugly for the Houston Texans. It's going to get ugly yeah. for Cleveland. This is going to get ugly for these victims. And are you prepared to take it there? And if you are, then let's do it. But if you're not, Deshaun Watson sounds like he's prepared to take it there. And it's going to get ugly. And if he's yeah. prepared to take it there, let's find out what this is really about. Yeah, because he's, listen, uh, you know, I'm trying to see it from both sides. From their side, yeah. you know, I went, I went to do this and then he... You know, when they say he made me do this, if he's got proof that they, you know, said it's okay if you, listen, it's a happy ending. If you pay me this, I'll do it. Yeah. Well, did okay, he did something illegal. I don't know what the laws are in, in, in Texas, but then they can't, they're not going to get any money from a civil suit right. because it's prostitution. You, you know, you're going to, you're going to get charged too. So if there's proof, and maybe Deshaun knows that, maybe he goes, I, you accepted money to do this, so now you're just at fault as I am. I'm not paying right. you. I'm not going to pay you off. Like, that might be his stance. And their stance is, well, if I keep putting the pressure on, you have more to lose than I do, so I just right. want to get paid. So there's just, there's so, like, there's just so much stubbornness on both sides that, ugh. But make no mistake about it, though, Tone, if he was foul in any way, if he was foul, let's get to the bottom of this. Well, that's the, the That's the stance that I'm at more than anything, right? With, with I know that first... this thing could get ugly. I yeah. do understand that tone. I, I very much yeah. know that this. Yeah. But at the end of this, if he was foul, let's get to the bottom of that. Let's get to 22. the bottom of how foul. Let's get to the bottom of how foul he was. We up to 24 now, tone. But but 22, let's... the first 22, they've said there's no evidence to bring not enough evidence to bring criminal charges. Right. So so that this is my thing, is that. As a victim, as a victim, I know that he's not going to jail no matter what I do now. There's no criminal charges. So the only thing I have is at least I can get some monetary compensation to try and help, you know, with therapy. I know what they're going to do. They're going to go buy a car, but whatever. But for therapy to move on, like at least I feel right. like I, you know, I got something, right? And I, that's not, look, it's not good enough, right? If it was my daughter, if it was my whatever, like, right. it's, trust me, right. I, I'm killing them. But I didn't say that. Edit that, JD. Um, <laughs> but like we get in a fight. The fact is that that's what you're going to get. You're going to get monetary compensation. So the fact that they're not just saying, let's just, let's just take the money and go. Like that's what, because there, there are no criminal, you know, that's the tough part. How does, and the NFL, I actually give the NFL a lot of credit in this regard. Normally they would say, oh, it's a four game suspension. But they're actually being patient. They're like, well, no, we're going to wait. We're going to wait and see everything and that's actually the right thing to do because if they do a four game suspension then they got to retract it or add to it or whatever no we're gonna wait and see what happens because yeah. I, that's you know it it, it all comes out well, and he's done nothing the, right? last or, oh, he's, the last thing you want is a ray right situation you don't want that you don't want that again right you do not you do not want that situation again so once again tone if this dude was foul i want to get to the bottom of how foul he was and let's deal with it and if he wasn't, let's get to the bottom of it. Yes. But I'm thinking 22, yeah. 24, I'm thinking 22, 24 women. There's something going on. Something. This isn't this yeah. isn't something that we can just go, 
yeah, well, maybe she was over. No, uh-uh. You got 22, 24 women that got a problem with what was going on. So let's get to the bottom of how foul this dude really was. If he is foul at all, let's get to the bottom of it. Yeah, I think uh, we can, like, there's so, so many things we, we want to know, but hopefully the law does what it does and, and finds justice uh, yeah. no matter what. Um, it, it's just crazy because I keep thinking, is this incident, and this is not the first and it won't be the last, uh, mm-hmm. but is this incident, are, is the league going to use him to set some kind of precedent? And is how much discipline is warranted in this situation? But we won't know until we know more details about what actually happened um but i just hope it gets figured out and you know justice is found on on everyone's part um and as a when you're in the media's eye like there's going to be people saying all kinds of things about you things that aren't true and things that are and so we'll have to see what happens um but yeah i do want to uh i know we're almost at the end of the pod for today but i did want to take it back to um the the nba finals real quick uh Game three predictions, really quick. What do you see happening in game three uh, in Boston on the road? Boston is Boston is, but they six and zero after a loss. So yeah, ain't no yeah. reason for me to think that they come home and then they lay an egg. They six and zero after a loss. Not only are they six and zero after a loss, I think Jason Tatum averages twenty eight a game, and after they lose, so okay, you got Boston. Yeah, what? Haley, no, I want yours first. Oh dang. Uh, well, I I think that Boston will win Game Three, uh, but I do think that the Warriors will take the other game. Well, uh, we'll we'll talk road. about that on Thursday. So great <laughs> Game Three. So you got you both have Boston in Game Three. I do. Yeah. I was really hoping you both were going to pick the Warriors again. <laughs> um, you know what, Dad? I'm going to go Warriors by twelve in Boston. They're not ready. Whoa, 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 whoa. So if they win by 12, Tone, that means that they smoke these dudes. Warriors. That's what you're basically telling me? Warriors by 12. So you got them smoking them in game three. Okay. Uh, All right. right. We are going to see the resurgence. This is going to be game six, Clay, in game three. (laughs) You think think we're going to see Clay come out in game three? Clay is going to have some whatever the hell kind of food they have in Boston. Some beans and franks, some lobsters, some whatever the heck they do. He's gonna do it the right way, and and the Warriors are gonna take Game Three, and and it's gonna make everyone quite. Here's what's gonna happen in the series. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a pre a precursor to what's gonna happen, and I better plug in my. Hold on. I better plug in before I my battery dies. Hold on. Don't die. There we go. Just in time. Saved it. Here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna win by twelve, and everyone's gonna be like, oh. Warriors got you. You're going to be very overconfident. You'll be like, the Warriors got this. And I'm going to give you a preview of what I'm going to tell you on Thursday, which is the Celtics are going to come back and smoke them in game four. That's what's good. That, there it is right there. So Warriors blow oh. them out in game three. You're going to have, you're going to think Clay is back to old Clay. That's what, that's what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, I know that we were technically out of time but i feel like we should go into overtime because we did have a really good topic that we didn't talk about that we do i want to address yes we do can can we address that comparisons yeah let's do it well we got the comparisons Uh, and we got the dynasty so i don't know what like i think we can go through the comparisons kind of quick and jd's in he said ot let's go yes let's go into overtime 
Okay. Start so... with the comparisons. Let's let's do rapid fire in the comparisons, and then let's do the Lakers versus uh, Celtics dynasty. Let's do let's do rapid fire okay. in the comparisons. Okay, rapid fire. You know these comparisons? Uh, guys... Did I send these to you, Jay? No, you did. Okay, good. Maybe, maybe. It's gonna be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm I have it on my phone. It's real small. You guys in the chat, you might have seen this on Twitter. It's floating around, but basically, it's comparing kind of five greats of the NFL to five NBA greats, uh, which are strange. Like, I'm curious to know what you guys think. So, number one um, is Tom Brady and Bill Russell. Jill. Can I, let me, I'm going to go through, we're going to do, we're going to do the four, right? The top four. Yeah. Okay. The top four. So it's Brady Russell. Let's just do all four. Brady Russell, Joe Montana, Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, magic, Jerry Rice, LeBron. So we start, we'll start with you. Yeah. So Brady, Brady, Brady Russell. I actually like Brady and was it Brady and Russell and then Brady Joe Russell. Montana and Joe Montana and Jordan. Yeah. I actually like Brady and I, I actually like that flipped around because the, the Brady, the Brady Russell comparison. I mean, I, I can appreciate the longevity. I can definitely appreciate that. But when I look at uh, Joe Montana and Jordan, I mean, they both undefeated in the finals. So, I mean, I, I, mm. I, I think that's it. I think Joe Montana and Jordan are a good comparison. I don't, I don't, and Brady and, and Bill, Bill Russell, now that I think about it, those two are a good comparison because of the longevity. James and who, 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 who was the other one with James? Jerry Rice. James and Jerry Rice, I can definitely get with that logic. Because of longevity and how long Jerry Rice was dominant, yes. I got no problem with that. Jerry Rice was absolutely awesome. I mean, Jerry Rice, got a, he's got a stretch where I think he got like 18 seasons where he went 1,200 yards or more on average. Yeah, good luck doing that. Just like James, 18 straight years. 25 a game. So yeah, I can definitely get with that logic. And the other one was well, there's there's actually like 10 of them. The four there's, that we talked about though. Yeah. In the, the, yeah, the four that we one. talked about. The four, yeah, the last the, so it was uh well the third one is Magic and, and Walter Payton. Magic and Walter Payton. Well, I can't appreciate Magic and Walter Payton because you know Walter Payton didn't win nearly as much as Magic. And add that to the fact that Walter Payton. He was definitely more of a, not only a workhorse back, but his longevity. I mean, Walter Payton played 13 years. He only missed three games in 13 years. So Walter Payton was definitely, but he didn't win nearly as much as Magic. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl one time. I think they were in the NFC Championship game in his 13 years. I think they were in the NFC Championship game twice. So that comparison is a little tricky for me. So I the, think the, the one you think with. is the least comparable is uh, Walter Payton and, and Magic. Yeah. That's yes. your kind of standout That's, one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, that that one's a tough one because mm-hmm. listen, you know I'm a huge, you know you you see the, you see the helmet, you see the jerseys. I'm a huge Bears fan, mm-hmm. but and 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 I'm a Laker fan, and so and Magic, you, know, it's so funny that that was the comparison. I didn't do this. This was sent mm-hmm. to it. Like, um, when I first started watching basketball, it was because of Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. The first football game I ever saw in real life was a Bears game where I saw Walter Payton. And that's when I became a football fan and a Bears fan. So you got my two guys. So for me, Magic and Walter makes perfect sense. Like they're the reason I love the teams that I love and the reason they love I love these two sports. Other than that, though, their play is not well, I guess you could say is like I guess you could say it was their play, but one had a great team, one had a really bad team. One went to the finals, won the MVP, the other did that one is the least comparable. 
LeBron and Jerry Rice was an interesting one because my immediate reaction would be LeBron and Brady, right? Crazy longevity, breaking all the records, you know, going to the to the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals, like m- like almost more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, you know, there's o- I think there's only four players in NBA history to go to uh, double-digit NBA Finals. And two of them, Sam Jones and Bill Russell, were on the same team, right? Uh-huh. So really there was – and Sam Jones isn't – like he's good, but he's not an MVP. So really, of the MVP kind of caliber players, it was uh, Russell, yeah. LeBron, and I'm missing the, the third one. But oh, Kareem, that went to double digit finals and were MVPs of the, of the league. So that's why I think the the Brady um, LeBron comparison, uh, the Jordan and Montana makes sense in the. But yeah, that would make sense. They both went to the you know they're undefeated in the finals. I think Jordan was a better basketball player than Montana. Montana was a football player, right? Like we have Montana. Well, I guess he's still top five. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe that one's fine. Yeah, I think that one's fine. Okay. I, I was just, originally I, thinking of sw- I, I was originally thinking of switching that with Brady, with, with, with Brady and Russell being Jordan and and Brady and then Russell and Montana. I was thinking about those guys because of not just the championships, but their consistency and how awesome they were for as long as they were. I know those other guys were consistent, and but so I think about so. The what if you had to pick? What if you had to pick the player? So keep Brady, Montana, Peyton, and Rice. Who would you put of any player? Not just the ones I mentioned. Of any player, who would you put in those slots? Brady, Montana. I'm I'm good with Jerry Rice and James. I'm yep. good with those two simply because of the longevity and how long that they were dominant. And I mean, people leave out the fact that you know, Jerry Rice went to the Super Bowl six times. It wasn't like Jerry Rice was in the Super Bowl two or three times. He was in the Super Bowl was it five times, four times. Yeah, let's see. He went, he went 88, 80, 88, 89, 95, four times. I'm sorry, not six times. He went to the Super Bowl four times and lost with the Raiders. But, you know, with that being said, he was dominant for a bunch of years, just like James was dominant for a bunch of years. And he lost just like James did, but he was also awesome when he was losing. So I'm good with that. When I think okay. about Bill, when I think about Brady, I think more, I think more in the lines of, of uh, Jordan than I do Bill Russell. And the reason why I, I look at Brady, because Brady is that guy who he was that dude for a while. And then he had a gap where he wasn't kind of like Jordan was from like 84 to 90. And then he was that dude again. So I think I, I think about those two guys in that aspect, and then I look at Joe Montana and I look at uh, who was the other, and, and Bill Ru- not Bill Russell, but I keep getting these guys mixed up. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I do. I keep getting these guys mixed up, but um, I'm not. So let, let me let me I'm throw a couple. Them. Let me let me throw a couple at you. Tom Brady, Kareem. Yeah. I'm good with that. That's in me when I because went to the finals a bunch of times. Yeah, was the best player. You know, one more than he lost. Like, I think Brady's mm-hmm. seven of nine, if I'm correct. No, seven of ten. Oh, yeah, he went yeah. ten times and he won seven. Mm-hmm. Kareem is Jabal, six, of, six, nine. Six, of t- mm-hmm. six of ten. Um, and the other part is, look, you want to – Brady's great. Brady's the GOAT. Brady's the best. There's an argument to be made that Kareem's the GOAT of basketball. Correct. They both did it for, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. There were times in Brady's career for those Brady detractors who will say, well, it's because he had the number one ranked defense in the league. It's because he had the best coach in the league. And what do people say about Kareem? Well, it's because he had magic. It's because he had Pat Riley. It's because mm-hmm. he had big O in Milwaukee. So he, they both have that kind of 
you know, if you don't like them, you can make yeah. you know, excuses for them. Montana, I'm, I'm you know, uh, let me give you one more. I'm going to leave Montana alone, uh, but I'll give you one more for Walter. Walter Payton, Wilt Chamberlain. You're wowed by their physicality. You're in, amazed by what they do on the court. Just didn't win enough. Maybe Walter Payton and Malone. Oh, but Malone didn't. Malone didn't win any. No, he didn't. He didn't win, win any NBA champ. But when I think how about, about Kawhi how Leonard, it, what about Kawhi Leonard? Nah, because nah, Walter Payton. Because yeah, not yeah. only that, because Walter Payton wasn't the final ingredient. Walter Payton was one of the best running backs in the game for a long time. Leonard was good, but he wasn't the Walter Payton wasn't the final ingredient. He was the franchise player. I can't say Malone either. Nah, because Malone didn't. How about this one? We got this one in the chat, and I like this one. Luca and Mahomes. No, because the because Mahomes actually. When you talk about a talent standpoint, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm I'm good from a talent standpoint, but I also see what Mahomes did, and Mahomes took the league by storm, man. He did. He took the league by storm. Nobody was really prepared for him, and he walked himself into a great situation. Luke is in a different situation in Dallas, where they're trying to build that thing around him. That thing was already built around. Oh yeah, that's Pat Mahomes. That's- well, That's yeah, it was, one, it was already built. Yeah, okay, okay. All right. <sighs> yeah, I, I like that comparison. We should do this again, you guys, in the chat. Leave us yeah. NBA and NFL comparisons because this could be a good thing to I add. Like yeah. Um, oh, but I do have one more question. So I've seen this going around as well. Uh, you know, there's been a dynasty between the Lakers and the Celtics. Are they tied right now? Yep, as far seven, as like, all-time 17. wins, right? Yes, yep. so all-time 1717. So who I guess if Tatum wins this finals or the whole team uh wins this finals and takes that lead 18 to 17, um where do you think that leaves the Lakers? Because as far as we know, the Lakers are probably not gonna see a ring in the near future, uh probably next few years. So um, what do don't, you think that would don't do? Don't switch your face up like that, neither tone, because it's, it's. I don't know it's, why. It's, but the Lakers are winning a championship next year. No, next not, year. Not a chance. I think the Hornets crazy. have more of a chance than the Lakers. Yeah, to be honest. Y'all look real whack right now. Real whack. So, I'm sorry, Haley, as you were saying. No, you're good. But what do you see for for the Celtics if if this can happen? Um, well, and just the two dynasties—they've been at odds. So, what do you see for for well, them? Well, I was just about to say that this thing—it's it's kind of split down the middle because on the one hand, I could say that the Lakers have the most players in NBA history in the Hall of Fame. There's no other team that can say that they have more players in the Hall of Fame than the Lakers. But on the flip side, I could say that of those 17 banners that the Boston Celtics have, seven of them came against the Lakers. So that's a little bit tricky. That, that, that might be a problem. Now, if they were to win this, now if you're talking about them just being head-to-head, with the boss, with the Lakers, I do think that this puts them ahead of the Lakers simply because number one, they beat the Lakers more times in the finals. That's number one. Number two, they have more championships. Now the Lakers got better players, but what what is this about? The Lakers organization, the Celtics organization, and what is defined by those two? Championships. Well, the Boston Celtics would have more championships at this particular time, so that would put them ahead. Mm. I feel like. <laughs> I know you, this is the second time you've said this, I, and I should have looked it up. Um, I feel like the Celtics have more Hall of Famers. Are we, are we sure on that? We got to do a stat check. Are you sure? 
the, the Lakers, the, the Celtics. I thought the I thought the Celtics were one and the Lakers were two. I'm very happy if the Lakers are 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 if the Lakers are one and the Celtics are two. I I love that. Here's the thing with with these two incredible franchises. Listen, let's be real. No one's no one is touching them. They are one and two. I feel like Lakers, Celtics are like the way that I feel about Jordan LeBron. It's one, two, and then it's everybody else. I don't care which one you have one or two. I can get with that. I don't, but it's it's one, two, and then the field. That's how I feel about it. Now I'm a Lakers fan, so of course I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Lakers are the greatest franchise because one. 17, 17 rings. Let's look at the Celtics 17 rings. They got 11 of them. 11 of them in like a, the span of like 50, so, 1950 something to 1960. Oh, take off this objective hat for a second, please. So they had this great run. They had this great run. Hold on. They had this great run. They had this great run of 10. And, and you mentioned it. Seven of them were against the Lakers. So seven of those 10 times, the Lakers were the second best team in the league. If you look at the Lakers in terms of their greatness, they were the first team to three-peat. They're the only franchise to three-peat twice. So they did it. The championship eight years in a row, Tom. What are you yeah, talking I, about? I, yeah, I know, but there's only eight teams in the league. So they, they were the first three-peat with George Mikan. They three-peat again in two separate occasions. They're the only team to three-peat in two separate occasions. And if you look at it in modern history, so since like 1980 on, the Lakers have been the dominant franchise for the last 40 years, right? So although they won those three early, they weren't even in LA at the time. The, the recent history has been all Lakers. When you think of the great Celtic players, like the truly great, great players, like in your top 10, you have what? Bird and maybe Russell in your top 10. Not maybe. Russell's, okay, Bird and, Russell's 11. So, so for me, so let's say, oh, so you got two in the top 10, 11. Mm-hmm. When you think of your top 10, you've got Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Shaq in your top 10 or 11. There's Chamberlain. Four or five. Chamberlain also was a Laker. The, just the names, when you think of the greatest players of all time, they, typically they're Lakers, more so than Celtics. Which goes so, back to my original, which goes back to my original logic that they have the most players in in the history of the NBA in the Hall of Fame. I'm not disputing that. that I'm uh, not. Listen, I, I, but I, I, want, 19, I want you to be right. I want you to be right. <laughs> but in the 60s, what I do know for a fact is that they beat the Lakers six times in the finals, just in the 60s alone. I do know that for a fact. All right. So with that being said, more almost half. So we're talking about 17 NBA championship banners. Almost half of them came at the hands of the Los Angeles Lakers, whether they did it 60 years ago, whether they did it six years ago, whether they had a low and then the Lakers ended up doing what they were doing. That doesn't matter. We still for a long time, if I'm a Boston Celtic, owned you guys. Still. So that's a fact. For a decade, you owned us. But when I look at, and yes, in the chat, you are correct. The Bulls did three-peat twice as well. So the Bulls three-peated twice. The Lakers have three-peated twice. And then the the Celtics, when they won eight in a row, obviously three-peated in that eight-year span. Here's the thing. They had a great period of time. But when you look at the Lakers, they've had more teams in different eras win. So their longevity of championships 
is longer, right? They, is that a fact, Tom? Is, they've is had more dynasties. Fact? They've had okay. more dynasties. Because yeah. when I think about when I think about the Lakers, when I think about the Celtics, they basically ran the sixties, right? They ran the sixties. Okay, the Lakers didn't win one championship in the sixties. Is that correct? Okay, so we get to the seventies. The Lakers win the NBA championship one time. The Celtics mm-hmm. win the NBA championship two times. Is that correct? So we get to the eighties. The Celtics win the championship three times. The Lakers win the championship five times. We get to the nineties. We have nothing from the both of those guys. Correct. And but true. the Lakers did make the finals. But yes, yeah, they did make the finals. That's correct. So we get nothing from both of those guys. We got now a we get top to, two finish. Okay. Now we get to now we get to the two <laughs> now we get to the two thousands <laughs> and Kobe and Shaq materialize into who those guys are. And they go to the NBA championship seven. Not just not just Kobe and Shaq, but the Lakers go to the NBA championship seven times in that decade right. and win it five. Right. Yep. But they did lose to the Celtics one time in that during that time. The Celtics and that was beat. the Celtics one chip. And then they beat the Celtics. The Lakers came back and they beat the Celtics. Now here we are. Now we go from 2010 to 2020. The Lakers, I believe they had a stretch from 2013 where they didn't make the playoffs until 2019, until the 2020 season. Now the Boston Celtics are, this is their what, fourth trip? in the last six years to the Eastern Conference Championship. So they're actually building something. So there's an argument for both of those teams. But the Lakers have won one. The Lakers have won one. Yes, they did. And who's in the finals right now since we're on that subject? The Celtics, who I'm about to change my pick to the Warriors. I just, I just want to make sure. Another I, I just want to make, I, it's not like, you know, they, the lottery balls just got rolled out a couple of weeks ago and the Listen. Celtics just the lottery. No, what are, we, what are we talking about? What, what we're talking about, if it wasn't for Kevin McHale giving Kevin Garnett to the Celtics, they don't get that one win over the Lakers. And what about that? Okay, if it wasn't for the NBA screwing the Lakers out of Chris Paul, we have another Laker dynasty with, with Kobe and Paul. Okay. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? I don't want to. I don't want to throw up on my camera. I just want you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not gonna do what ifs or what what ifs. We're here. It is what it is. Whenever we start with the Lakers with this dude, I'm telling you, it's gonna make you nuts. If if yeah, just so you know, (laughs) that trade was completed. If Chris Paul goes to the Lakers, it's Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, and two more max contracts. Tell me they're not winning. A bunch of chips. Come on, be honest. Be honest. Well, be honest. Well, number one, we don't know that because we see we, we see who Chris Paul has materialized into. So there's no reason to think that he would be doing that in the playoffs with Kobe Bryant, who would be ridiculously hard on him. Add that mm-hmm. to the fact that Kobe did break down. Now Kobe broke down because he was carrying those other Laker teams. That's do right. I think that he was carrying those other Laker teams? It wasn't because of him just getting old. I think it was a combination of him getting older and him carrying those Laker teams. All right. So it's got to take that into consideration, but that's also a what if what actually did happen though, Tone, tell it, tell it was what actually did happen. What did happen is you got damn Steve overrated Nash and Dwight. I want to smile more than I want to play basketball. Howard, that's what happened. I don't know about overrated. How about just? I think he was over. How about that? When you got Steve Nash, he was old. I think he was he was thirty eight when y'all got him. Something like that. Thirty seven. Might as well been. Might as well been fifty eight. So way Steve that he was over when y'all got Steve Nash. It was like it was a situation where you got Steve Nash at twenty nine, and he still had a bunch of years ahead of him. He where's where's where? I was about to say where's my camera? Genie Bus. I know you're watching. Hire me. I'm better than Rob Palenka. We'll get back to a dynasty. <sighs> All okay. right. 
on so that Laker, note. Lakers win. Do we do we get a final poll here? Lakers or Celtics greatest uh, franchise in in NBA history? If JD's JD's probably asleep now, he's probably uh, yeah. yeah, he's sleeping. Okay. So Lakers Lakers win. All right, let's let's take a vote. Greatest franchise in NBA history, Lakers or Celtics? Jay. You have to pick one. As of right now, as of right yeah. now, I think it's the Lakers. Lakers. Haley. I don't want to admit it, but I do agree. It's it's the Lakers for me. There you go. Perfect sweep. And as much as poll, it pains there me is a poll. There's a poll. And just so you know, the Lakers, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I don't care that the But it could all change in a matter of a week or two. Dun, 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 dun. Well, in that case, let's go Warriors. Uh, okay. I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather be wrong. Nope, nope. Can't change your can't change your pick. No, I said I'd rather I'm not reason. changing my pick. I said I'd rather be wrong and, and oh, let okay. the Celtics okay. lose. Do you guys All do you guys right. know why? Do you do I'll, I'll we'll end it on this. Do you guys know why I, I'm a Laker fan? Because of Magic Johnson. You've told us this plenty of times. No, yeah, no, no. But and... do you but do you know how it happened? No. Have I told you this? So in in those days, you didn't get a lot of basketball games televised, right? In Canada, I grew up uh, obviously in Toronto. And so you only had, well, the best two teams, obviously, were the Lakers and the Celtics. So those were the only teams that you saw on TV. So you're either a Celtics fan or a Laker fan. You had a little bit, a sprinkling of 76ers fans, but for the most, Toronto didn't have a team, right? So it was, and I was like, I really don't like green. So I'm gonna start watching the Lakers. Wow. <laughs> and then I saw magic and I was like, wow. And then, you know, the, it, good, the you know, good choice. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that was a good choice, man. <laughs> so it was just, I don't, like, you, I don't like, I don't like the color young? green. How was I? I was six. Oh. And I just saw magic do one of these. I was like, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in. That's I'm my in. team. Yes. And here you are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, oh man. Right. Well, Jay, you want to take it away? Hey, take it light, but take it. <laughs>